you're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash. Real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are. And everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Leland Baptist here, and I wanted to give you guys an awesome, awesome opportunity. So if you are a business owner, if you're an investor, and guess what you're going to need? You're going to need a bank account to house all that money, right? Passive income and active income. So if you're looking for a bank account, one of my suggestions is for you to look at North One Bank. North One Bank is a virtual online bank account. I know you were thinking, I thought about it too, like, man, how am I going to initiate wires. Well, you do it literally from your home. No more going to the bank and having to sign off as you transfer money from one area to the other, or you wire things from one company to the other, right? All you have to do is go to lelandbaptist.com slash north one. That's lelandbaptist.com forward slash north, N-O-R-T-H, one, O-N-E, Set up your free account, and because you use that special link, you are going to get $75 when you open your account. They're literally going to pay you for that. Now, what's great about North One is that you can utilize it anywhere. It's virtual banking, and there's no issues, uh, no additional fees necessary. So if you're a business owner, or you're looking to open up another account for your business or for your investment accounts, try it out. Go to lelandbaptist.com forward slash North One. You'll be happy that you're there. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Hank and I are here, and we're excited to get into today's discussion. Um, please let us know in the comments uh, what questions you guys have in the comment section, or if there's something else you want us to cover uh, going forward in the future. So, Hank, what do you see right here in front of you? Uh, it says that the Federal Reserve is shrinking its $9 trillion bond program. <laughs> now, nine trillion. Is that, nine, is nine, that a lot? I don't know. Not really. It, 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 it's, a, it's a whole lot um, where, when you and I are considering it. But in the grand scheme of things, it's pittance. And I say, I say it's pittance because the bond market doesn't doesn't affect everyday people individually collectively may affect us but most of the treasury bonds that they're talking about go to the to the big time investors or the big time retirement funds or it might go to the labor union to somebody who's got a lot of money to put someplace to have it to work with less risk so anytime you're dealing with with treasuries or municipal well particularly treasuries you're not getting a great return on your money, but you're getting a good return on your money, and it's almost guaranteed. Right. Um, and there's not, you know, in today's uh, investment portfolio for the average individual, individual, like you said, Hank, many uh-huh. people aren't living off of treasury bonds as much or really at all in comparison uh-huh. 
you, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Correct. Well, Leland, and that's interesting you say that because after the war, the government floated bonds to pay for the war, World War II. And as part of the as part of the bonds, there's this series, series E bonds that you and I can go into a bank and buy a series E bond. And I was in the military and every month I got a bond. Okay. And it and after a number of years, it got to be a pretty nice little stack of money. And, you know, and the interest was continually accumulating. If they gave you 2%, you know, you kept it beyond, beyond the security, I mean, maturity date, you, you got extra money. So I was able to basically use those. That was, that was my savings portfolio, so, so to speak, because I wasn't really into investing in the stock market or what have you. I was investing in, in the U.S. government in the form of, of, of a Series E bonds. So I, I, um, I know what that did back then. Um, it was... It was sort of like a, a self-saving program, but I don't want to get off track. The bonds that we're talking about here, federal, I mean, foreign countries buy U.S. bonds to fund yeah. some of the projects, like with, with the infrastructure problem, a program. The U.S. will probably float bonds where people will buy U.S. bonds to give us ready cash to do certain programs, okay? The U.S. might float bonds if we were to go into war, okay? Rather than just print money, they'll float bonds. Well, because the economy is is rolling along right now, what the, what the federal government wants to do is to say, okay, how do we slow down the rate of inflation? And one way to slow down the rate of inflation is to manipulate, well, yeah, manip I'm going to say manipulate the bond market. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because they can't in they don't manipulate the stock market. Big business manipulates the stock market. That's true. Um, something something also want to add to um, those who are listening. When it comes to investing, and if you choose to invest in bonds, bonds are actually a form of alternative investments. So a person can still invest into bonds, just like you could still uh, invest into private mortgages, in which the United States government does a lot, a lot, a lot of that too. Uh, and so do foreign governments as well. Mm -hmm. They purchase our debt in the United States um, as part of their portfolio. So this is still considered an alternative investment. However, uh, there are other alternative investments that can probably yield you more than the traditional bond. May I make a, you know, I was, again, I, I apologize. I, I my, my mind races. <clears throat> if you had $50,000 in, in a bank account, you're getting less than one-tenth of a percent of interest of that money that's in a bank account. You could take that same $50,000 and buy government bonds, and you'll probably get about one and a half to two percent. So these are some these are some smart. You know, our audience is smart. Which is the better investment? Hmm. I don't know, Hank. That one that one or two percent seems very very safe and secure. And it is. <laughs> and, and it and it and it is. You go out and you buy you buy an NFT 
you don't know what the heck you would bought. You know, you buy a certain type of crypto, you know, and I'm not anti-crypto, but I just know that um, uh, one day last week, Bitcoin dropped 18 point, basically 18.5%. So the volatility of of the of the cryptos is up and down. The volatility of the bond, hey, if they say you're going to get two and a half percent or one and a half percent, it's locked. And you say, well, gee whiz, I can't touch it. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's it's liquid. You can. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. You can. Um, Again, with the bond, I mean, your risk, your risk, quote unquote, risk there is if the government itself were to fail. So that's really your biggest thing there. Highly unlikely. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, with this bond, and this is the last part of, on the bond, so we'll go, go on to topic number two. But it's interesting that with the bond, um, with, with what they're doing right now, there's been a little tick up in the stock market. And we'll see how long that lasts today. Mm hmm. We'll see how long it lasts. But we know why the tick is in the stock market, correct? Tell us, Hank. Why, why is the tick in the stock market? For, for my estimate, the tick in the stock market has something to do with what's happening over in Eastern Europe. And people may not want to say that. But I believe that the companies, a lot of the major manufacturers, are trying to take advantage of, of, of a situation. And unfortunately, they're opportunistic. And oh. they put us at a marked disadvantage. Same thing about inflation. They're driving it. They they won't tell you that, but they're driving it. And what about what about gas prices? Is that the same yeah. for gas prices? I, I, to a great degree, same thing. See, gas prices started to act up from pandemic, and people don't want to, you know, they want to take everything in isolation, Leland. Unfortunately, and, and that's you know, and that's unfortunate because they send us down this one way, this one way um, hole. Okay. And they said, woe is me. You know, the current administration did XYZ, but let's back it off. Pandemic started to impact a lot of things. People were losing jobs. People were not just losing jobs, company was, companies were shutting down, which had certain impact on goods and services. Aside from that, there were manufacturers that were closing plants which had an impact on, and we know about supply and demand. When there's less supply, there's a, you know, there's a greater demand and the prices go up. That's okay? right. So, so we got the pandemic, we had the logistics issue, which, and then to help to keep you and I and everybody else somewhat safe, the federal government put some money on the table for us because people had no jobs. They were faced with, with um, evictions or they couldn't meet their mortgage payment, all of that other stuff. Federal government came in and says, hey, I need to take care of my people because that's its job. And then there people go like, well, hey, you shouldn't do that. Well, a lot of the people who say, hey, the government shouldn't be involved with all of this, they're okay. They're dumb, fat, and happy. Okay? So then the war started or the, yeah, the invasion started, which further complicated, but that good old war machine is getting ready to bubble up now and people are going to take advantage. They're going to take advantage. And again, there are certain commodities and certain industries that, that tend to do well during mm -hmm. war. Unfortunately, that's, again, Hank, you and I had, had a discussion a couple of weeks ago in reference to ethics and the economy. 
So that's well, I, I think I need to. I need we need to lay something else on top of the ethics, and that's called greed. And and I'll be honest with you, everybody has a greed quotient, okay? But and I'm not begrudging anybody for being a mega billionaire, but if you're worth three hundred billion dollars. The only thing you can do is be the richest person in the world, but that's not going to get you into heaven. You know, it's not your salvation. You know, so I, I can I can understand to be in that, you know, that exclusive club. But if what it is that you're doing and how you got there was because someone else was disenfranchised in your pursuit of excellence, then we got a problem. I have I'm sorry, not we. I, I, ha I have a problem. I think anyone, well, yeah, can't, I can't even say anyone. Because the scripture says, to whom much is given, much is required. It's interesting. I know. The, yeah, it's, no, I, I understand. I understand 100%. Mm -hmm. um, something that's, just, that's also pretty interesting to me is um, we're talking about profit over well-being of other people. Mm -hmm. um, what typically happens, uh, you, you can look for, you can look at this in different countries, but mo many countries, they gain capital by doing that. So by, you know, taking advantage of individuals. But before, before we go into that, I want to make sure we stay to make sure that we stay on topic. The mm -hmm. second topic we're going to discuss, we're going to leave quite a reserve for a quick moment because we will be back to that. But topic mm -hmm. number two for today, it leads us into war. So what's, what's what our uh, discussion was heading to. So here's what people are saying, or economists, quote unquote. Economists are expecting a slowdown in, in the economy. Europe risk will risk a recession and mm -hmm. Russia suffer a double digit decline. So mm -hmm. technically that would also mean that Russia would be in a recession that it would mean that quote unquote Europe would be in a recession. And mm -hmm. if the quote unquote US economy is to slow down, then that mm -hmm. would mean what? <laughs> a recession for us as well. A recession for us as well. So I like how they they, they attempted to kind of wordsmith that, mm -hmm. but you can't, you know, either way you put it, that means a recession amongst uh, all three of those markets. Leland, you, 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 um we've we've got a group of interns international interns that sort of kind of help us to keep balance and on more than one occasion what i've been doing with the interns is to say listen again that rabbit hole that we keep wanting to put people down i say let's let's back back it away and let's let's take a look at things from a global perspective because the economies are so interconnected yeah that when something major goes on in one economy it impacts another economy. So it's not just what we're doing to Russia. There were some things that have been happening in China for the last four to five months, okay? The, the, the housing market in China is in shambles, but China has a different, has a different economic system, so to speak, than, than much of the other world. I mean, yeah, much of the other world. And that is China controls everything the government controls every 
thing. You got a business in, in, in China, you think it's yours, the government controls everything. So it can manipulate, it can pull strings, it, it, can, it, can, it can print money, it can do anything it wants to do. And it owns basically all of the manufacturing. It, it owns it all. You can't do anything in China without China. Well, we live in a democracy. And if you wanted to go out there and you were a good widget maker, you could make as many widgets as you want, find a place to sell your widgets, and you and you are good. So I think that there's something to be said about globalization versus isolation. Okay. But you can't take either of those. What watch 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 this double entendre. <laughs> you can't take either of those situations in isolation. Correct. Because we're so, that's right. Because we, we're so interconnected. So, um, but I think on the world stage, if there's disagreement among nations, you can't always throw a rock, a brick, pick up a stick, shoot somebody. You can't. You can't encroach upon their their boundaries. Oh, okay. Their boundaries. Okay. Okay. Okay, Russia. All right. So, so, so. Not not just not just Russia, you know, a lot's happening in the Middle East. So it's the idea that how do we how do we modulate conflict or how do we modulate disagreement? And you see, like right now, um, I spent some time in the Middle East, and there was a philosophy in the Middle East that says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So you would today be have an enemy on the right hand side. And you have an enemy on the left-hand side, but those enemies start to battle. You now have to choose whether you're going to help the guy on the right or the left. Because again, we're going to we're going to choose because in the end we want to be victorious. We want to be on the side of the winner, not the side of the right. Right. So as we look at some of the stuff that's happening, most of Europe and most of the civilized world. Is not in agreement with what's happening in Russia because they threat, they're fearful that, hey, this this big almighty might decide to come and encroach upon us. China is trying to stay on the sidelines. For how long? Hey, at, at some point, at some point, you're gonna have to choose. There you go. At at, at some point. And I now, just tell people, choose wisely. Here, here's here's the thing. So we 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 all agree that all these all these economies are connected in some shape or form. Um, so as the European quote unquote economies begin to backslide on a recession, uh, the the quote unquote U.S. economy begins to have a recession, or as this article claims, a slowdown. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, China has has debt that it owns on its balance sheet that the you know that has has us debt that it holds on its balance sheet so if we begin to slow down that begins to impact china of course of course and now that that begins to impact china china will have to make a decision either you know either they're going to forego the losses and keep on fighting <laughs> or they're going to do what most countries do which is to join the fight because war just so happens to be profitable um in the short term so we're going to find out fairly soon what's going to happen um and that leads us to topic number three for today mm, mm, mm. So this is very interesting 
So, Hank, if you don't mind, can you read the headline for us? Federal Reserve expects to raise interest rates in week ahead as Ukraine crisis adds volatility. Now, and Leland, the Federal Reserve has been thinking about raising interest rates long before two weeks ago. And, and the reason for that is they want to slow the rate of inflation. Okay. Um, but if, I hope everybody realizes that inflation, there's an ebb and a flow in inflation all the time. And the government with the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department are constantly, from an economic perspective, maintain a certain degree of balance. That's why we're creating trade agreements. We're talking to big business. We're doing all of those things to try to maintain balance so that you and I have a decent lifestyle. However, there, there is, I'm going to use the word piracy. There are certain countries and companies that try to manipulate the market. And they do it in, in I won't say necessarily selfish ways, but I'll give you an example that, that I think can be amplified uh, as, as we look at it. <clears throat> Over the last couple weeks, a lot of major companies have been doing something that uh, where the I mean, deep pocket people are not necessarily divesting, but they're doing a lot of either buybacks. They're not just necessarily doing sell off, but they're doing buybacks mm-hmm. or that they're investing in one another's companies in the hundreds of millions of dollars. As these guys are sitting around playing back backgammon, they are hobnobbing on their yachts or what have you. They know what each company is planning to do, okay? And and they get they get buy-in. We were talking about Amazon last week, where it's having a twenty to one stock split. Google had a stock split. All of these guys have a tw- why, why all of a sudden it's a 20 to 1 split, Leela? Why couldn't it have been a, a 100 to 1 or 50 to 1 or 10 to 1? Why all of a sudden it's a 20 to 1 stock split? Hey, they because they're looking to maximize the amount of money that, that they can draw from the general public. That's the best way that I can put it. Now, in, in the Amazon case, I was reading something yesterday and I found it fascinating. In the Amazon case, what happened was you had a share of Amazon. And that share was $2,967, give or take a few dollars, a share. When they do a 20 to 1 stock split, a share is a little over 100, is less than 200 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So then it makes people, it makes the average person able to buy a couple shares of Amazon stock. Absolutely. So the value of Amazon didn't change. Okay. Nope. The the value of the, the stock that's on the market didn't change. So now what they're going to do is they're going to get people like you and me to go out and buy shares of Amazon, okay? And a share of Amazon, you know, again, that, you know, it, 
you know, it's okay, 200 bucks. Okay, I got a share. How long do you think it'll be before it'll get to $2,000 a share? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be some time. It's, it's, it's going to be some time. Okay. And yeah. in the meantime, is it paying you a dividend? No. That's right. So, so you just have to put your money in, in a lot of these companies, and you let it ride until you take it out, and then you pay capital gains and or taxes. That's right. Okay. That's right. So we, we've been led to believe, I think, that investing in the stock market gives you a foot on other types of investments, particularly alternatives. Which is false because every other entity, every other major entity uh, invests in alternative investments, period. Even the big guys do. Absolutely. They do it. Uh, earlier, we mentioned how countries and large corporations purchase bonds. Mm-hmm. That's an alternative investment. I uh, mentioned, uh, oh, wow. Breaking news, the Dow just jumped up 300 points. We will see how <laughs> that's, long that's that crazy. one will And the question is, why, why did that happen? There was nothing significant that happened in the world other than people are coalescing around this craziness that's happening in Russia. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And so and now that people- war machine is causing people making these companies to, because there's now a shortage of stuff. More money. Okay. People are having to pay more for stuff. People that, you know, R- Russia is, is wiping out food supplies and all this other stuff and, and basically cutting off countries or I mean, not countries, but towns, cities, and communities. Okay. Just shutting off access to everything. Well, two things happen there. No stuff can get in, so that puts more stuff on the market, or the stuff that's on the market now is a little bit more expensive. So we just have to be careful as to how we how we interpret stuff. And and we can't. Yeah, don't. But also, don't keep politicizing. Yeah, get the politicians out the way because you know they 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 are scoundrels in and of themselves. (laughs) Again, this. Uh, the jump in the stock market is primarily being built on the hint towards scarcity. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically saying that more people are going to go without. Therefore, these companies want to maximize profit and charge more. Mm-hmm. And therefore, what's happening is as more people go without, companies are benefiting more. And that's where that jump's going to well, but let's let's may we roll it back just just for a second or two? Yes. By announcing that there is a a potential scarcity of stuff, what will people start to do today, Leland? Hoard. Uh, I'm sorry, they're going they're going to start to do what? Hoard. And they're going to spend money that they don't have to buy stuff that they don't need. How much sense does that really make? It really, really doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, for example, just real quick, 
Um, when COVID swept the media, the media circuits, people hoarded toilet paper. <laughs> I and remember. In hand retro- sanitizer. And hand sanitizer. <laughs> in retrospect, was that necessary? No. No. But the stock market and everything else jumped because <laughs> out, of, out of fear, people hoarded. We became impulsive and compulsive shoppers. Not the way to put it. Yeah. Not really. You know, so it's and Leland, you you know, again, you you know I I kill trees and I don't I don't mean to be a a user of something. Stocks making the biggest moves in pre-market. Alibaba, JD.com, Occidental Petroleum, Chevron, and more. So a lot of the petroleum companies where prices are already high, okay? And these oil producing companies are playing shenanigans with you and I, you and me, okay? They could pump more if they wanted to. OPEC could pump more than it wanted than it than it wants to, but it made an agreement with some some other oil producing companies and I think the name starts with an R and that they would try to help to manage petroleum exports and by as a result of that it would help to keep price of oil high but there's a reason they were doing that and that is because the automotive industry is going from combustible engines to what kind of engines Leland electric so there's a cause and an effect and you know so what happens when most of the cars not all but most of the cars U.S. are electric vehicles. What's going to happen with the, the the need for petroleum products as compared to today? The demand will decrease. That's absolutely correct. And cars will go from say ninety miles or hundred miles with without a, on a charge. I've heard things like three, five, and three and five hundred miles wow. before you need a charge. So now people can get a can get an electric vehicle and go visit grandma. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, you know. For $16, by the way. Absolutely. And and as part of the infrastructure, what, what is what is the government's plan for 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 refueling stations or charging stations? How many? You remember? I saw thousands throughout the US. Fifty thousand. There'll be more plentiful than gas stations. That's right. Okay. So I'm just saying that if we sit back and say, hang on a second, the the government working with big business is constantly trying to make our lives easier. Now, if you're a libertarian, you may not go along with that. But this is not political. This is survival. So the question is, you, you, you know, again, you can't have your cake and eat it too. At some point in time, you have to figure out what makes sense and stop jumping into the hype. Hey, this is petroleum's last big hoorah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now is showing the nation why people should transfer from a gas guzzling vehicle to electric vehicles. Makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely, because you are at the mercy 
of someone's greed quotient of when they choose to inflate their prices. Uh-huh. Leland, did I tell you about the, 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 the 1970s fiasco with, with, with the oil embargo? No. The U.S. government um, was, was basically rationing gas. And it used the last digit on your license plate. If it was an even number, um, you, you know, say seven days a week, okay, you you could get gas on a on a on on a Tuesday and or Thursday or Saturday. And if it was an odd number, you could get it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, okay. And you could only the most you could get was five gallons. Are we there? Right now, are we there yet? No. Okay. So, you know, people sit back and think about how, quote, bad it is. We're not in a rationing stage. Okay. So I think we just need to, we need to moderate how we are and the, our emotionalism on this, on this impending crisis or what have you. Because at the end of the day, the question to you is, do you think a country, a nation has the right, legal or otherwise, to infringe, encroach upon the rights of another nation without some type of repercussions? Okay. Because as I said last week, at some point in time, you're going to have to choose a side. And as I said last week, please choose wisely. Choose, choose wisely. Because we can't keep politicizing. Where is your humanity? And I didn't say, where's your religion? I didn't say, where's your culture? Where's your ethnicity? No. Where is your humanity? Where's your sense of right and wrong? Where's your sense of do unto others as you have them do unto you? Where's your sense of compassion? Because if we lose those basic fundamentals of, 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 of humanity, this other stuff doesn't really matter. Again, these are my personal views. Uh, you know, you know, I, it, it has taken me a lot of years to get to this point, Leland. I, you know, and I, I think deeply before I say something. But I always challenge people to tell me where I'm wrong. Not that my opinion is wrong, because we all have an opinion. Show me something that says, hey, this is where you're wrong. And then I'll eat my words. You're right. And I think that is a good point for us to stop. I want to say this real quick as we as we uh, as we exit. Not this week, but March 23rd at 7 p.m. We're having a multifamily investing live training. This wow. training will be held via Zoom. 
Uh, everyone is welcome. It will be March 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be covering multifamily investing. It's a live training, and this is for anyone who has ever wanted to own apartment buildings, uh, duplexes, quads, triplexes, uh, 40 units, 50 units, et cetera, et cetera. We'll walk you through that process and also the tools that you can use uh, to be successful. Come with some questions because questions are always good. Yes. Thank you, sir. Hey, what's up, guys? This episode is sponsored by Morning Brew. Morning Brew is actually a newsletter that we use at our company to basically get an edge or an advantage on our competition and when it comes to investment news. Morning Brew is a free newsletter that anyone can utilize. And every morning around 5 a.m., you're going to get a crisp, structured email newsletter that will give you insider advantage when it comes to trading, investing, and building your portfolio. So if that sounds of interest to you, all you have to do to get your new subscription is go to leechandler.net slash morningbrew. That's leechandler.net slash morningbrew. Talk to you soon.